It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, this is Stacey Farquharson, and today is December the 7th. Happy Wednesday morning. We are in the second week of Advent, the 56th episode of the second season of the Stacy and Stacy podcast. And Stacy Trisenkos will be joining us for the second half of the podcast to talk to us from her book of answers. That's what she loves to call the catechism. And it is. She's still in Seattle visiting her son, and I'm sure she's playing in the snow. I'm so jealous. I love the snow. Anyway, our schedules prevented us from getting together today at the same time to do our podcast, but we're still doing it. We're just going to record separately. Um, We're just going along with the flow. Also, today is my mother's birthday, so I wanted to say happy birthday, Nana. And this is also the memorial of St. Ambrose, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. So, so much to talk about. So let's get started. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we love you and we need you. Lord, you sit as King forever. Thank you for strengthening your people and blessing us with your peace. And Lord, we ask that you would open the eyes of our understanding that we might comprehend the scriptures. Give us eyes to see you and ears to hear what you would say to us today. And Mother Mary, please pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, like we do every morning, grab your cup of tea, cup of coffee, water bottle, and your Bible. And be sure to spend some time with the Lord today. So, St. Ambrose. He is one of the four original doctors of the church, and he was the Bishop of Milan and became one of the most important theological figures of the fourth century. So I looked him up and read a few things about him that I thought was interesting. One, there was a legend uh, believed by many that when he was just an infant, a swarm of bees landed on his face and left behind a drop of honey. And to this day, he is known as the patron saint of beekeepers. I thought that was interesting because my great grandfather was a beekeeper. Now, when the former bishop of Milan died, Ambrose, who was the the governor at the time, went to the election and he was giving a speech. And during this speech, the assembly began calling for him to become the next bishop. But at this point, Ambrose had not even been baptized. He wasn't trained in theology. And so he refused to become the next bishop. And he actually ran away and tried to hide. But his colleagues gave him up. And within a week's time, he was baptized, ordained, and duly consecrated Bishop of Milan. He donated all his land and gave his money to the poor. And this made him very popular and even at times, more politically powerful than even the emperor. Okay, so he studied theology, the Old Testament Greek authors, and his abilities impressed Augustine of Hippo, 
who previously thought poorly of Christian preachers. But after meeting Ambrose, Augustine reevaluated himself and was changed forever, and Ambrose baptized Augustine. Now, this was interesting. Ambrose is credited with advising Augustine of Hippo to follow local liturgical customs. <laughs> he said, when I'm at Rome, I fast on a Saturday. When I'm at Milan, I do not. Just follow the custom of the church wherever you are. So this advice remains today and is translated in English as, when in Rome, do as the Romans. I say that all the time, but I never knew where that came from. So I thought that was so interesting. Okay, we are reading um, the daily reading today. We're going to be in the gospel in the book of Matthew chapter 11. Jesus said to the crowds, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it was interesting to me to see the scriptures right before this. We read them the other day in the book of Luke. If we back up just a bit here in the book of Matthew, we read again about the 70 who were sent out and returned. And Jesus is saying, all things have been handed over to me by my father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal Him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Here in the book of Matthew, it reads like this could have been a continuation of those scriptures. But first, burdens. Anybody got any? What do you think of when you hear burden? When I think of burdens, I think of that ever-growing to-do list. I am such a list maker. And what I don't get to today, so every morning I make a list, sometimes the night before, but I'll make a list of everything that I need to do. And whatever I don't get to that day, it rolls over to the next day. So granted, it could get out of control pretty quick, but it gives me such, um, I guess, satisfaction to be checking things off my list. When I feel like I've accomplished something, I check it off the list and I feel like I've had a successful day. Okay, so then there's burdens of sin. You know, those sins that we promise ourselves we will never do again, but we just seem to be stuck on repeat. Second verse, same as the first. Desperately trying to break that cycle. Like Paul said, he just kept doing the things he hated. So what about the burdens of bitterness or unforgiveness or anger? These can really weigh us down. Or the burden of hidden secrets and lies. One lie leads to another and then another. And oh, what a burden we find ourselves carrying around all the lies just to hide the secrets. Oh, and the fear, the fear that someone's going to find out. Or what about those burdens that others put on us, those expectations, rules, or that daily call from a friend who needs to unload. You know, the one that wants you to carry her burden because it's too heavy for her. She doesn't want to carry it. <laughs> Regretfully, I can tell you, I've been that friend and it didn't end well for my friendship. The point is we all have burdens, whatever our burdens are. Jesus sees them. He knows about them and he has an answer. He sent us an invitation. Come to me. He says, 
Those sweet, loving, peace-filled, soothing words spoken to us from Jesus come to me. If that was the entire reading for today, it would be enough. (laughs) Come to me, all. Not some, but all. Everyone. I'm here for you. I want you. I'm available to you. Let me help. Jesus is inviting us all to come to him. He is equipped to carry the burdens that we are not built to carry. He knows where we're where we are um, overworked. Uh, he knows what worries us. <laughs> Our kids, my kids. I'm, that's probably the thing I worry the most about these days are my kiddos. He knows how hard it is to keep up with school, work, grandkids, kids, spouses. But he's made a way. You know, Stacy and I did a podcast on the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we talked about how God's asking for our worries, our sins, our fears, our hurts, basically our burdens. We can exchange our burdens for his rest. And I don't know how he does it. (laughs) It's a loving mystery. It's definitely a mystery. I mean, it's, it's hard to wrap our minds around how we can have in one moment such unrest and then humbly surrender And the next thing we know, the Prince of Peace gives us his peace that passes understanding. The situation didn't change. We did. We received peace. And even though we're still dealing with the same storm, we can have peace in the middle of that storm. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. You will find rest for yourselves, not you might. He's offering us rest. There's so much more we could talk about. We probably talk about this all day on the topic of rest. (laughs) But he offers us his yoke. Jesus knows how heavy our loads are, and he's offering to carry them for us. He tells us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. And he commands his angels to guard us and to bear us up. He goes on to say, learn from me. Well, what are we to learn? Well, if we think about it, many times in scripture, it tells us to imitate Jesus. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, imitate him as I imitate, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Ephesians tells us, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And even in 1 John, it says that if we say we abide in him, then we need to walk as he walked. So what did Christ do? What what is the one thing that we can do that Christ did? He prayed. He prayed to the Father. It tells us that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In the morning while it was still dark, he'd get up and he'd go out to a deserted place and pray. Mark 6 tells us that after he had taken leave of them, he'd been talking to a group of people. And after he finished, he went up on the mountain to pray. And then again um, in Luke, it tells us in these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night he continued in prayer to God. So when we're weighed down with burdens, Jesus, he who reveals the Father, offers us an invitation to come to him. Come to me, he says. Well, how do we do that? We pray. We humble ourselves. We simply surrender. We talk to him, confide in him. 
Remember, God resists the proud but lifts up the humble. We find rest when in humility we turn to him, admitting that we need him, that we can't do it alone, that we're lost without him. We need him. And he says, you will find rest. Come to me, he says. I will give you rest. Lean on me. Trust me. Call on me and I will answer you. Okay, so there is a breathing exercise that my husband taught me when we first got together. And, you know, you hear about take a deep breath and blow out slowly. But Pat taught me this. I believe his mother taught him and then he taught me. We bring Jesus into it. So I'm going to kind of go through this exercise and then I encourage you to do it. If you feel anxiety, if you feel overwhelmed, that burden is just so heavy. You take a deep breath and then you blow out slowly. But blow out, when you blow out, blow out your burdens. Just see worries, fears, concerns coming out. You can even see, picture those words coming out when you blow out. Worry, fear, concern. And then you breathe in humility, peace, meekness, his yoke. And blow out your specific burdens that you're trying to carry. Picture those burdens coming out. If, if you have to picture the words actually coming out, blow them out. And then you breathe in rest. Peace that passes all understanding. Just visualize what you're blowing out and breathe Jesus in. Okay. Well, that's our scripture for today. And Stacy, I can't wait to get together with you for tomorrow's call for tomorrow's podcast. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. I love all of you. Bye. Yes, Stacy. I love you too. And I miss you. So we had to get a little bit creative today because I'm in Seattle visiting my son and his wife and she is still in Texas and there is a two hour time change and we just could not work it out today to record our podcast at the same time before we aired it this morning. So um, we are, we're doing it separately and it feels really weird, but Hey, what's life without a little drama? So thank you, Stacy, for talking about St. Ambrose. And I uh, had no idea that's where when in Rome came from. I had no idea. Um, and we really appreciate Catholic.org for all the stories on the saints that um, we use whenever there is a feast day. That website is wonderful, Catholic.org. Uh, my students at Seton Hall use it in our, my Modern Women of Faith course as well, where we study female saints of the 20th century and um, closer. So check out that website. It's got a lot of great information about being Catholic. My part of today, after listening to what Stacy had to say about burdens and the gospel reading for today, is to move on to the next part of the catechism. And I only want to do one paragraph today because it's a long paragraph and it's an important paragraph. We've been talking about what it means to believe. And this paragraph is 158, Faith Seeks Understanding. This was another one of those revelations upon converting that left me speechless. It was something, it was like the lights coming on, the the heavens parting, and I suddenly understood. Faith seeks understanding. We talked about it yesterday. Faith and understanding, understanding to stand under, to look up at something greater than you, something transcendent, 
and submit yourself to it and to try to understand it. You don't hear people talk about that in regular daily life. One of the things I love about learning more about what the church teaches is it really, the church really pushes us, uh, Pope St. John Paul II was great at this, to get down to the first principles of things, to ask questions we don't normally ask in real life. I now know that's called philosophy because I'm studying philosophy, a student again in my 50s, because I wanted to understand. I wanted to know where, how do we know what we know, you know? So this one is faith-seeking understanding. It's very closely tied to the work I do in faith and science as a chemist and someone who studied theology and is now studying philosophy. Um, I, I'm very interested in trying to play catch up with the cradle Catholics who, who knew about philosophy and epistemology and the difference between knowledge and belief and grew up hearing that. Those were things I didn't hear till I was an adult and, and until I was an adult who was all into science. And so I didn't even know how much of a materialist I was or how affected by scientism I was. I love the fuller truth of the Catholic Church. So let me read you some of this paragraph in the catechism uh, where uh, it's in the part of the catechism that talks about the profession of faith. 158, faith seeks understanding. And that is from St. Anselm. That's something that he said is quoted on a lot in patristics. It is intrinsic to faith that a believer desires to know better the one in whom he has put his faith and to understand better what he has revealed. A more penetrating knowledge will in turn call forth a greater faith, increasingly set afire by love. That's a very long sentence, and I want to break it down because maybe you grew up hearing this, but again, to converts or to people who who'd never read the catechism, there's a whole lot to unpack in that sentence. It is intrinsic to faith. Intrinsic means it's it's essential. It's not faith if you don't have this. It is intrinsic, built in to faith, that a believer, someone who accepts the testimony, faith, the substance of things unseen, accepts the testimony of someone you trust, intrinsic to faith that a believer desires to know better the one in whom he has put his faith. So, it's saying here that think about who you put faith in as a human, your husband or your wife, your parents, your children, your friends, your pastor. You don't just put your faith in someone and then walk away and say, I don't really care to get to know you better. I mean, that would be horrible if a, if a husband said that to his wife. Oh, hey, I love you, but I really don't want to get to know you. We don't do that. Part of accepting the testimony of someone you trust is that you want to continue a relationship with that person. You want to get to know that person better. So if we have faith in God, fill in the blank. We want to get to know Christ and what God has revealed, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. A more penetrating knowledge as we as we use our intellect and get to learn about God more will in turn call forth a greater faith, increasingly set afire by love. So you have faith, hope, and love all wrapped up in there. And if you've never studied the catechism, if you've never studied scripture, if you've never studied philosophy, and I'm even going to say if you've never studied chemistry or physics or biology or literature or any of the things that we as humans learn about, the disciplines, do it. 
it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you think, oh, my life is too busy with shopping and paying the bills and fixing the car and chasing the dogs and chasing the children. It doesn't matter. This is intrinsic to who we are as people of faith. Take time to learn about God. You will be surprised at how much you can think about who God is. You'll never fully know and understand who God is, but you can know that God exists. You can accept the testimony of Jesus Christ and the divine revelation that he brought us about the Holy Trinity, the incarnation, redemption, the salvation history, and his mother, Mary. You can spend the rest of your life learning more and more, and you will never run out of things to learn, things to be blessed with in your life. That's why I want to focus so much today on Faith Seeks Understanding. It will increasingly set a fire uh, your faith with love, knowledge, love, truth, and love. That's what we're made for. Reading on, the grace of faith opens the eyes of your hearts to a lively understanding of the contents of revelation. That is, of the totality of God's plan and the mysteries of faith, of their connection with each other and with Christ, the center of the revealed mystery. Again, God, the second person, God, the Son, the second person of the Holy Trinity who became incarnate, Christ came to us, comes to us in every Mass in the real presence and tells us, reveals to us what it means to be human, what it means to love, what it means to live, a lively understanding of the contents of revelation. So we, we have the deposit of faith, the, the divine revelation that Christ brought that's articulated as dogmas and doctrines in the Catholic Church. And you can also have your own revelations in your life every day as God sends little affirmations your way to let you know when you're praying, God, should I do this? Should I do that? Is this door open? Is this door closed? Is this relationship good? Is this one not? What do I need to say to this friend, parent, child to to help them along the way, to help get them to heaven. God will participate in your life in all the little ways that you let him. The same Holy Spirit constantly perfects faith by his gifts so that the revelation may be more and more profoundly understood. In the words of St. Augustine, I believe in order to understand, and I understand the better to believe. So just like we were saying, even when you can't pray, just say the name of Jesus, develop a prayer life, do what you can every day. Try to learn more about your faith too. It will be a blessing. It will deepen your faith. It will deepen your understanding. It will wake up in you what it means to be human. Life is not meant to just be about the burdens. Life is not just meant to be, that, and that's what that gospel reading today means, that your burdens will be light. There are going to be burdens. If you sign up for a life of faith, you are signing up for a life of suffering. There will be burdens, but you will learn this mystical, beautiful way of being joyful and peaceful, even when things around you seem to be spinning out of control. You will find yourself being the hub. I tell that to uh, my daughter, who's grown and has a life of all kinds of drama and, and people and children spiraling around her. And, and I tell her, you be the column. Don't be the doormat. Don't be a bulldozer. Don't let people run over you, but don't run over people either. Stand there like a column, like Mother Mary. Stand there strong in your faith. 
learn more about your faith, seek understanding, and you will find that you are really strong, that you can suddenly bear burdens you never thought that you could bear. So that's how the catechism today fits with the gospel today. Not something we planned. We're just reading through the catechism um, and we're reading the scriptures every day that are part of the readings of the church from the USCCB. But it always fits together. It always all fits together. Tune in to us tomorrow. Um, we will be back, Stacy and I, broadcasting again. I'm going to be in Seattle until Friday, and then I'm coming back home, and then I don't have any more travel on my plans until April, taking a little break there. Um, but I pray for me. I'm here having the, the joy of, of visiting with my grown son and his beautiful wife and meeting their dogs, my grand dogs, and... Um, uh, seeing Seattle, it's it's very cloudy here, and there's snow. Yes, Stacy, there's snow. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm Stacy Tresankos. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see Stacy and Stacy for more information. Mm-hmm.